0: Howie and Boyd present two Jews kibitzing.
1: Oh, you're gonna read emails. Well, just as as kind of a starter. Okay. Well, I started
0: it. So, um, first. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. This is day two. Cheers. Oh, we got a lot of drinks here. <laughs> happy day two or day four day five or 17 years from now oh shit i gotta put on my mic
1: that'll work i went a little lower with mine so i wouldn't be so loud no no dude was... come on okay
0: same spot you were fine was, and the levels were good okay all right all right beer what shot um you came and wanted to talk about what today specifically well seems... wait hold on Welcome back to Howie and Boyd. That's right. Welcome uh, first back. First of all, two Jews kibitzing um, on break, and you're still upset. You might want to pull your hat down because I no, can see I, your
1: eyes. No, I'm not upset. Okay. I'm not upset. But we decided that one of our frequent topics would be different aspects of education. Right. And I was just, as, as we ended the semester, typically we, we tend to get a slew of emails from parents. Always. And... I thought that that would be a good general topic for us today. The PPS, and, the point poachers. Well, and and here's here's my here's what I'll start with, and I'll just read very brief parent email. Hello, Mr. Is there any way my child's grade could be rounded up? If he needs to submit any additional work, he can do it. Please let me know. Mm-hmm. And I just got to thinking about that. That's the only interaction that this parent I have had with this parent the entire semester. Yeah. And I think that that's something that we want to try and communicate to the parents that we interact with, or the parents of our students that we don't interact with, is that there should have been emails, there should have been some sort of introduction, something prior. Right. Because we tell them
0: um, through our grading program online, we update grades, most of us at least once a week, maybe every at least every two weeks. And if you see your kids' grade is starting to slip. You need to have the conversation with your kid first of all but also if you're curious with the teacher you should email the teacher if if the first exam they did poorly on the kid can't explain why they did poorly come to you and email you and say hey how can I help my kid improve in your class not can you round my grade up at the end of the semester that's I mean bottom line is communications key not one week before the final or one week after the final it's a continuous
1: thing and I'm not asking for, you know, a once a week type situation. Please, but, no. But please over, no once yeah, a week Over the situation. course of the semester, every parent, since, you know, come on, we are so readily accessible in today's day and age. Every parent should reach out to their, their children's teachers once or twice over the course of the semester. And just to say, hello, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so's mother or father, and uh, please let me know if, if you know, just, just to open up some form of communication.
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say once or twice if your kid's doing well or if they're doing as you expect them to do because I have 200 students, and so if it's twice per kid, at least, that's 400 emails. So that's over over the first half of the semester, 90-day semester. So we're talking four emails a day
1: plus. But it doesn't even have to be an email that we respond to. You know what I'm saying?
0: Okay. Hey, I'm just
1: checking in. You don't need to respond back to me. I, I mean, it's just.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Hey, listen, this is what I yeah hey I'm, I'm so-and-so's parent this is what I'm doing to to check on my kid let me know if there's more I can do like hey I'm checking online they come home I ask them what kind of homework they have I'm making sure they're studying for tests okay I, I get that. that that should be in the parenting handbook correct we should have a highly Void parenting handbook yes we should do that because otherwise
1: they're absentee parents
0: Yeah. we'll make a PDF I'll make a PDF um, I'll post it online
1: mm. what? I'm just I got I, I got stuck there. Okay, so let's I'm let's in brain let, all
0: right. So let's go through what what parents should do from the from from the beginning of the year as far as parent contact. Number one, you see your kid's schedule, right? Number two, we have a back to school night, or yeah, that's what it's called, right? Back to school yes, night, the very beginning of the year. You need to come to that. We mentioned I mentioned it before in the first episode. My lower end academic kids, their parents don't show up. The high end academic kids. Their parents show up, but they already know what they need to do. That's why the kid's in those, those classes. So you need to come to back to school night and you may need to make contact with the teacher. You need to go through every one of your kids' classes online and see what's available. You should be signing your own rules or whatever the teacher hands out, the syllabus, because I get all sorts that are signed. Mine are signed electronically, and I know the kids signed it, and, and I'm not gonna go through 200 of them. But when the parent emails and says, hey, we didn't know about this. I'll say, well, no, you've signed this. And half the time, they're like, oh my goodness, my kid signed it. Half the time, they're like, they pretend they signed it because they don't want their kid to get in trouble. So, but Ooh. go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off.
1: We started earlier. Are we going to get shut out by the garage?
0: We're just going to talk through it. I don't okay. think they'll hear it. Oh, wait. It sounds like she's already here. My wife, elementary school teacher, is here. We're already filming uh, Howie and Boyd kibitzing. Okay, I'm going to pause it. Well, I'm going to settle. All we do is checking check again. Okay. Parent communication, take two. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back after five minutes of breakage. Um, so we're talking specifically in this episode
1: about parent communication. communication. But starting from the degree to which parents communicate with teachers, and then segueing into hopefully that, Influencing their their students to to do the same to communicate with teachers, right?
0: one problem I have is um, Parent emails me. Hey, my kid um, has a baseball game tomorrow um, The coach had doesn't email till the mornings We get an email code or a morning email from the coach that says hey kids know they have to make up the work The kid knew two weeks in advance. They have a test in my class on this day Kid never told me parent emails. Hey, they won't be for the test tomorrow. When can they make it up? that email should have come a week before. Hey, just to remind you, it should have really come from the student. Correct. But if it didn't and a parent wants to go do that, no, you, you need to tell me in advance. I mean, I could have given the test in advance or at least prepared the kid while we were doing something else the day before I could have ahead. You, can you do the first multiple choice section of the test first? You do the written portion when you come back. But that, that I, they just assume this is okay, right? Same thing with vacations. We well, talked about that in the last episode,
1: right? We typically see whether it's a three-day weekend or whether it's a, a Thanksgiving break or, or winter break or, or spring break, we see too many students that, that bookend days they'll miss a couple days prior to the, the break. They'll miss a couple days coming back. Right. And a apparent communication issue is that with that is we need to know in advance.
0: Like first of all, it's a bad choice. Like you're, make, you're making a, a, you're making a decision. For your student you know that before breaks we often give a test because if it's a two-week break they have a lot they have too much time to forget about the yeah stuff there we're just needs left. to be
1: closure of yeah. some sort yeah, of- yeah.
0: so yeah. we usually give a test either you know midweek or the end of the week and you need to tell us in advance and th- then the question becomes like i just mentioned students should communicate with you or parents should communicate with you who who would you rather hear from in in the vacation so we're extra time vacationing sort of
1: I would rather hear from, first of all, I would rather it didn't happen right? because I think it sends a message to the kids that, hey, you know what? School's not all that important. Right. And that's kind of where I, you know, this whole topic where I started at a couple of days ago before we, we, we are on air here is that I think what we do is pretty important.
0: I, I, I would think, hope so. You know,
1: we're dealing with your kids for the first 12 years of their, you know, uh, compulsory education. And i think that what we do is pretty important and i think it's paramount that that parents not only reach out and communicate with teachers but they that they they send that message to their students that look what you know what's happening in the classroom is important
0: yeah there's a cultural difference in that thing too right Definitely. I, I, we're just quick segue um we're gonna we're gonna be all sorts of uh what's the word not pc correct about about these things i mean that's part of what we're doing we're drinking shooting the shit and we're gonna talk about stuff so if i have a student who is very into education um which are many groups of students i would say the caucasian kids parents are the least it's the lowest priority for The them. lowest priority like they they want to make sure they get their golf trip out of the way before they do this um you know we had a kid who was on on, on my kids on bella's swim team and really good swimmer but started got to be in a class parent pulled mine right off the swim team because that was important and the parent said that to the coach and said that to the teachers and this is what we're gonna focus on and and that's what we're doing which that doesn't happen so communication in, in that regard is way high up but there are also some other usually cultures. just the
1: opposite will happen if a kid's doing poorly and it's gonna impact their extracurriculars the parent will intervene to to basically change, change classes to change to, classes right. or to, to try and strong arm the, the teacher to, to raise the grades so the kids eligible for extracurriculars. Right.
0: So there are parents out there communication wise that know exactly what they're doing. You know, that's their, their priorities are correct. Um, there's other groups that we might have a whole episode on this one because, uh, we are gonna we are gonna stereotype that out of some of those groups i mean some of those groups every one of them wants to be a doctor some of those groups are kids could do no wrong there's no way they cheated especially if it's a boy in their family an older boy mm-hmm. um, we have uh groups that who parents will back you up 100 but want every discipline to happen in the classroom um, and then we have the caucasian kids who like we said in our area just they for some reason i mean there's obviously some really good ones but the we have the biggest issues with with those groups.
1: And I'm just going to go back to... To, to the email? No, to bring up a different um, lack of communication on the parent's part. Let's see. Again, this is the first time I'm hearing from a parent on the day after the semester ends. And it says, good evening. I want to touch base with you. Well, thanks for waiting to touch right. base so after, the, the semester. after the semester. Regarding my student, I noticed that my student had a zero but i know that this, the assignment was turned in well in this particular instance the assignment was turned in late and depending on the circumstances there was no acceptable reason for it to be late right so it was a zero i give zeros for and any it late says, and then it further it says would you give me an update on when that paper will be graded and uh, uh, when the paper will be graded and grade reflected on the portal wow that's the first so how did you respond i Not didn't yet, respond because you're on vacation i didn't respond what i did was i, I knew exactly the circumstances <clears throat> and i gave the student half credit on the assignment put it on the portal and that was it yeah but and, and but you
0: gave him half credit
1: i did wow but now, was that for, for you now now okay let me let me give was it you a battle you a bit,
0: picker was it a battle picker
1: let me let me explain the final grades were already available on the portal right this was going to impact the student's grade. It was it was a five point assignment. This is right. gonna impact
0: the point student's 1%. grade by
1: yeah, by point one percent. And the parent, had they looked at it and had they done the math, you know, had they there was no reason for the email because it wasn't going to have any bearing on the student's grade. Right. It wasn't gonna change grade one way or the other. But you still gave math credit. Sure.
0: Now you couldn't have emailed back and said, Hey, I put it in just to see how it affected grade. It
1: moved it point two percent. Would you really want me to Well at this point, I'm just so you, don't, you turned want to, off by the fact that this is their first effort to interact with me, right? and only under those circumstances.
0: Right. Um, I had got an email, um, it must have been four different emails from the same student. And you know the parent was saying, you need to email the teacher again, you need to email the teacher again. Well, my first reply was, come in and talk to me. My second reply was, um, I replied already to come in and talk to me. Third reply, and I'm not joking. I, I forwarded both emails to him, or I actually copied and pasted both emails and said, Hey, both, both these emails, I asked you to come in and talk to me after class. And that's all I needed to give you some sort of credit for this. Because if you come and ask me, I'm going to give you credit. I, I, like I said, I teach the low level kids this year. So just come and talk to me and give you credit. Fourth email came and I just said, see three emails or see the other three emails. And the kid still never came still and talked to me. And then the parent followed up with my kid has emailed you four times. And guess what i did i took the last email and forwarded it to the parent and said and this is what i wrote all four times and the kid still hasn't talked to me now now you ha- the parent
1: replied to to
0: finally re- finally i got the parent email and the parent was right in this case to have the student contact me not the parent but when it says go talk to your to the, your teeth go talk to me about it go see mr boyd and see what you can do about it come talk to me don't be afraid i i will do anything for these kids i will give them partial credit even if, even if my rule is, and I tell them all, you guys at homework assignments are five points. We go over them right after you turn them in. So we don't give you any credit because you can sit there and fill them in while we do it. And I have had times in the past where in the very beginning they said, no, you have to get partial credit. Then I got like 60% of the kids do the work. I said, no partial credit, 90% of the kids do the work because they know they're not gonna get partial credit. So yeah, and I finally stopped the kid. So four emails took a month. It was one a week for a month. And I finally stopped the kid after class and said, hey, Weren't you supposed to talk to me about something? He's like, oh, like, sorry.
1: Well, and again, it goes back to parents communicating with teachers and parents even communicating with their with their own with their kids. kids. That what are we trying to teach them? Avoidance.
0: Right. I mean, that's, and we talked about it last time, I'd rather have an email than a phone call. Well, but let's just teach still, them some
1: life skills. Yes.
0: The students need to come talk to me. I don't want the parents to talk to me, but the students, sure. Um, the other thing is, in our program that we use online for grading, when you put in a zero, if you're going to change it, every time that Parent gets an email, it says how many zeros they have. So we can't differentiate between a zero like they didn't do it versus a missing assignment versus an absent assignment. So finally, this kid, after I got, I don't know, the the parent had emailed me three times. And I said, please ask ask your student about our policy. A zero is a zero for homework. And that's how I left. And I said, hey, if you have any other questions, talk to your student first. We can have a conference. So the kid finally came in and said, my mom won't stop asking about the zeros. I have three of them. I'm like, all right, is that all she wants? Is she doesn't care about your grade? She wants you to
1: get rid of the i as well. I don't care that my kids got a 52% I just in don't want class. Zeros. I, I just see that zero there.
0: So what I do, 0.01, 0.01, 0.01, 0.01, or three times, I gave them 0.01 credit, which moved their grade less than 0.01. No more parent emails, no more student emails. It's like that's, they just see the thing that says zeros. They're not gonna dig any deeper. Uh, dig deeper in your kids grades figure out what the deal is if, if your kid drops from an A to a C it
1: must have been a big assignment right I mean well, but I mean and I had the same thing and I know we talked about this earlier not on an episode but it was it was a, a five-point assignment and uh, I take that back it was a, I think it was a three or four-point assignment just a quick sort of a quiz and a kid got a zero because They had answered all the questions incorrectly, right? And you try to explain that in an email to a parent and they just they can't process it.
0: Well, they probably came from my class where all they have to do is do it and they get credit to your class. And there's a that's the other thing is the expectation jump of parents from middle school to high school, you know, middle school. My kid would come in um, and she would say, Dad, can you quiz me on these 20 notes, you know, for science? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, what, how do you want me to quiz you? Like, you want me to check to see if you understand it, or just read right? Oh, just read right off of there. I'm like, okay. How many questions on the test? 20. Oh, how many notes? 20. And they're used to that. They're like, hey, this is exactly what's on the test, word for word. And, and then they get into my class, and I ask them something about, okay, so you memorize what that is, but can you apply it to the situation? And they're just, uh, you know. And the parent is also, nah, I don't get it. Like, I went through every one of their flashcards. I'm like, well. My flashcards are different than your, your things that you guys have. Mine are just like, I don't even, I don't like to have them make flashcards, but all they do is go to the book and they take the bold words and they define them and they think they're, they're going to do well on the test. It's like, no, you,
1: that's a vocabulary quiz. That's not a, a test. And that's the other thing with parents, these expectations that, well, gosh, they were an all-star when they were in, yeah. in middle school. Well, everyone got a fucking trophy. And I understand that it's, I, I guess we could use the analogy of like the game, the, the TV show Jeopardy. You know, as, as you get from the $100 clues down to the $1,000, they get more difficult. Yeah. And you know, by the time they're ninth graders into 10th grade, it's going to be a little more difficult and a little more difficult after their, their junior year and so forth. And it's just unrealistic, unrealistic to expect that they're going to just be automatic all-stars. Yeah.
0: Did you move your mic back down again? No. My problem is the farther away it is, the more echo you're going to get. Well, now yeah
1: yeah he's always giving me shit
0: I, no i just i don't I, want to have to delete the echo Come remember on, i'm I'll I'll a bit think. of a loud talker i know no kidding oh but not not a quiet talker I'm, you're not gonna draw me in i'm trying to right, we need to have a couple more monitor my volume um all right so what else is there uh in the parenting world or let's talk about student communication um who should students communicate what is it you, you mentioned i noticed in the last um in the last podcast you mentioned a a hierarchy um what do you call it when you're military what's the chain of command right so what is the chain of command something happens in your class um, academic or otherwise what what are the steps that student needs to do to, to communicate to whoever they need to communicate that issue to
1: well i think almost regardless of the severity of the issue is the student needs to if, if they go home and they discuss something with their parent then should be incumbent upon the parent to tell the student well i want you to go talk to your teacher yes i don't want you to send them an email right i want you to go see them face to face and if the parent's not comfortable with that the parent should reach out to the teacher and should say i have some concerns i want to make sure that i've got the accurate story that is huge and do you have do you have time you know to to sit down and so we can resolve this this matter yeah and what too frequently happens is the care the kid goes home parent doesn't bother to, to check to determine if this is actually what has transpired and they go immediately over the teachers head to someone in administration
0: right well that's 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 the biggest problem is in, in being a parent I totally get it you believe your kid first no matter what happens your kid comes home they could have freaking punched Billy in the neck you know, and Billy's bleeding and they got pictures and video and they're like, Oh, no, it wasn't. That wasn't my kid. No, oh, it was my kid, but it was Billy's fault. And you, you need to get the whole story from the teacher first. We're not going to lie to the parent. That's that's I mean, we're never we like we said in the last episode. We don't hate the kids, we hate the parents, we, but we we're never going to lie about what happened in class. And I get that too much, too. I get the well, I caught your kid doing this. And no, they didn't. Well, yes, they did. I watched them No, that, you know, they have some sort of reason, but that's not what happened. Well, yes, that's what happened, and let's let's fix it, and let's have you teach your kid how to take responsibility for something, like that student I caught cheating. What, like six years ago in the hallway, um, at our school and every school. I mean, every school, even even high school, high academically achieving schools. Low, there's cheating everywhere. Um, I see it a lot in the hallways, right before class. It could just be a simple homework assignment. They're copying stuff down, and I. Uh, what they weren't in my class, but I came up to this group of students. They're all gathered. There's about four of them gathered around this one girl who had all of her answers open. For and it was more than just a homework assignment. It was some sort of project. And these four kids are just straight up copying it down.
1: And, and if I'm, we can kind of link yes. that, if we can link that to parent communication, what has transpired where we're at in the present day is that parents want to excuse their, their From children's everything, behavior for everything. Rather than hold the kids accountable, right? And and I can only speak to my own upbringing that if it were me, my dad would have uh, kicked the shit out of me at home, yeah, and then right let things play out, yeah, as opposed to try and your dad, not our dad.
0: You're older, I guess. That's, that's how you, true. That's how you put it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was a little different because I think he held. I was like the baby, right? Mm-hmm. And he held you more accountable. I think. And then wanted to be buddies with me. Right. So didn't really follow up on anything I did. I kind of got lazy, got a C in Spanish or B or something like that. My wife will tell you she makes fun of me because <laughs> it. Um, but I think, yeah, he held you more to account than Definitely. I did. Of course, I think you were a little more of a goofball on school, maybe, than I was. Forget it. Okay, we're going, we're taking off time. But anyway, what I saw was kid kids copying other kids' work in the hallway. That's fine. Maybe you're allowed to do that. It's group work. I go talk to the teacher, the tall guy. Um, hey, was this group work? No. You know, he straight up said no. And I, and I said, well, I walked right into the circle of people and I watched these three, it was actually three, not four, these three kids copy this kid's work. He goes, okay, got it. I'll write that down, we'll talk about it. And I even looked at the answers they were writing as they were doing it, they were word for word. Um, he had a meeting after school with each individual kid. The first three kids that did the copying, all of them said, and one of them was the kids who they were copying his best friend, who apparently she had A in the class, super smart kid and they were all copying her work, said, Yes, she lets copy your work and then they got, that kid got a zero. Okay, you're good, Got gave you a zero, get your academic, whatever, we have contracts. Second kid, same thing, third kid, same thing. Everyone's stories all separate, they all said the same thing. The girl that allowed them to copy came in with her parents. I didn't let anybody copy anything. Parents freaked out, you guys are lying, that she didn't me. Like, I said, well, her best friend said that she let them copy. I know that she didn't do any copying, that's not the point. It's a little slap on the wrist. You're gonna get a bad grade on this assignment. You still have a strong A in the class. Parents said no. Something happened to their older kid in college. Uh, they were freaked out because they were kicked off the water polo team because he's the only one that admitted to drinking amongst the water polo kids. They got kicked, he got kicked off even though every one of them did it but he's the only one that told the truth. So she is not gonna say she allowed them to copy her stuff. And I just went, Wow, like that is incredible. So there was nothing was going to happen. She wanted to go to one of the academies, a military academies. And well, if this was on a record, I said, it's not, none, this is never on your record. This is not going on a transcript. But she still insisted, and I'm going to, while I'm still talking, uh, fill you up here um, so we don't have to turn this thing off because we had some bad audio. If you go back and listen to our um, thing next time. I'll stand right here, though. Hello. Um, and I, I, I just think that that's one of those lessons the parent had to give the kid at that point. Um, and that that lesson was never given. Well, and, so. if,
1: and if we can kind of, once again, link that to our theme here, these parents that enable it, these parents that, that refuse to hold their kids accountable, at what point do you say to the kid, look, it's not okay. You know, right. when you're a sophomore in high school, when you're a junior in high school, you, you got to start drawing a line because when this kid's in college when they cheat on something mm-hmm. It's not going to be open for debate. No, it's going to be sorry. You're, you're, you're out. expelled.
0: Yeah Yeah, it's it's it just keeps I don't know it, it's always something every year and you know what it did to me I just put my head down when I'm in the hallway and keep on walking because I had nightmares about those parents Those parents happen to be they happen to swim also with my kids. I see them on the pool deck all the time And I just, I couldn't, I I couldn't even make eye contact with him and it was super awkward and I just, I don't want that. I don't want, I mean, I had nightmares about it. Like these parents are doing this and they're going to come after me for lying about their kid when it was clear. And now we have cameras in the hallway and I would have just been like, there it is right there. Yeah. Zoom in, see what's going on. And so,
1: um,
0: but that, I mean, that's too bad because. I no longer hold kids accountable in the hallway for cheating, and you see it every day. Every day. Every day.
1: All right, I'm gonna open up email number three, and this will be the last one. All right. Let's see, right here. Dear Uh, Howie,
0: maybe you should make the phone read
1: it. It says, my child and I, would like to schedule a conference with you to go over his grade for this semester and what to expect for next semester. What the let me know when you're available. Well, this is after the child went home and told the parent that that the final was much more difficult than the child had anticipated. Was this your higher level class or your no, lower level? No, this is class? this is lower level. Okay. And this is Coincidentally, this parent had emailed me three days prior to that, telling me how much their child had enjoyed my class, how much they had learned, thank you. And so now that was a quick about face. And I replied to the parent, telling them how their child had done on the final, what their semester grade was. And I said, I'm available for a conference, here are the times. Well, the parent emails me back and says, I'm sorry, I'm working, I can't can't come to a conference and they would wait until after the break. And I'm almost, I'm 98% sure that that parent will never never. follow it up. They always do that, right?
0: They, they, I mean, it does. I get one of these at least once a year. Hey, I want a conference with you. This is what's going on with the grade. This is what's going on with you. And once I explain it, they realize, oh, he's not just gonna change the grade because of that email. Like it's a a threat to coming to conference. I'm wide open. I'm, I'm there at seven o'clock in the morning. We don't start till eight o'clock. I'm there till after school. Let's, hey, let's have this conference. And this we can both sit down together. Like
1: is that I like to schedule a conference to go over. It's great for the semester, but then the, the second part and what to expect for the second semester. You know what they can expect for the second semester? The same, same. damn thing right. that I did the first semester. Yeah. I, 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 sh- I will be extremely confident. I will be prepared. I will be on time. I will engage your kids. I will challenge your kids. That's what you can expect.
0: Right. And and plus when you look at the final exam, you look at the overall. It's not it, like like if there's a D average on your final exam, you're gonna curve that test and you might even reteach it. Absolutely. Right? It's like we're not trying to we're not out to get your kid. Um, and that's what a lot of them think. A lot of them think, hey, this this is the teacher that's out to get the kids.
1: But then back to your point earlier, it's this expectation, well, they didn't they didn't have history, um, and we might want to edit that out. So that doesn't Ooh. reveal what is going to. Because we don't offer it in ninth grade.
0: You didn't even. You didn't say that. You didn't okay. finish your thought. I know. It's um, good. I might. I might. I like. I just like. Do lee Yeah. Because
1: we're on the. But, again, it's this expectation that well, I saw them studying, and it's the old cliche. It's not the hours you put in. It's what you put in the hours. What. I never heard never, I've never heard, heard that, that. so it's to be cl- hours. wait wait
0: to be cliche i have to i have to know
1: they that. spent six hours studying oh, right. for your final staring yeah at the well same what do they do note card you know? like this yeah oh, did man. they have you know did they have a little massage right. going or whatever <laughs> um while they were while they were studying right. it's not the hours you put in it's what you put in the hours. Oh, correct but okay, then again it's it. that expectation well he studied but it's not just a matter of pulling a chain and puking out right. memoriz- memorization. Yep. It's about, hey, here's a concept. Now, here's a situation. Can you apply your understanding of that concept? Which is high
0: school versus middle school. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean to rip on middle school teachers. And in science, we're doing a lot a lot more of, of you know the hands-on sort of application stuff. But it really is a, a different expectation when you get to high school. And that's what the low level classes are for, for some of those kids, is to get them a boost, some sort of scaffolding. So, hey, now you can do the real classes because none of those kids in the low level class are they're getting B's or lower are moving on to an honors or AP or accelerated well, classes. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Well, they might because they're, you know, Jimmy's gift to the world and, and we're just, we're in his world and, you know, it's his world and, and we're living in it, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but anyway, uh, we should probably we could wrap up the parenting. Mm-hmm. That was parenting communication, student communication, the hierarchy, which we, we kind of stopped at the hierarchy. Student has an issue in class with another student or, with, or the teacher or chain of command. You, talk, you can talk to your parent first, but then you come back and talk to the teacher. Um, really, if it's student on student thing, which happens in classes too, this kids have a conversation with the kid. Say, hey, you're bugging me, but I understand, we'll move your seat if that doesn't work. Um, Talk to the teacher and we'll work something out. You don't go to an administrator first because all that does the teacher say, hey, you're not willing to work with me, so let's just just let it figure itself out then
1: well and Um, like i said it's just teaching it's
0: teaching avoidance well how about the parents that think they're so into the community that they're a super you know mr mayor or whatever that they go they don't even they don't even they don't even go to your principal they go right to the school board member that's their neighbor and say this is what's happening and then it trickles down to us somehow and you know the school board at our school board's like oh fuck that teacher we're going after them now um but it yeah, don't don't skip the chain of command, or no one in below in that chain, like will believe in you. Like no, no one's gonna listen to you. They're just like fuck you. You already went above my head. You figure it out. So and
1: and again, you you mentioned have, sorry, you mentioned on. you referenced it that we're not there to fuck your kids. No, well, that was, <laughs> no,
0: no teacher should be
1: because if they're there to we're fuck not there your kids, they should go to jail. Screw over your kids. That's what you meant. Yeah, you know, even the worst teachers on campus are not vindictive and malicious in that regard. And they might be towards parents though, maybe towards parents, but towards the kids, I mean, you know, and it's, it's always, Oh, so when the students say, Oh, so-and-so hates me. Yeah. We don't hate you. Sometimes you bug us. Sometimes we disapprove of your decisions and, and the choices you make, but it's never a matter of us hating you. No.
0: And as Nancy Pelosi said, which bugged the shit out of me when she said it, but just, I don't hate anybody, or whatever she said, right? <laughs> She's a good Christian. She's a good Catholic. I don't know. That this. I, I'm It's one and the same. I know we can go through the whole thing. Um, being the of the Hebe Nation right here, yeah, um, of the Hebe wagon, um, I don't hate uh, anyone. Well, really? Because it seems to bother you a lot. But the word hate was too strong. Um, but yeah, it's a terrible thing that, that teachers will say and uh, our parents will say and students will say that teacher hates me. It never happens, but... Chain of command. Uh, you know, it's not that it never, but very rarely. Right. Very rarely. And, and really, once they go above your, so let's say they do go to you and you can't work it out, then you do talk to, so we have um, academic advisors. I, I, I looked it up, it's a statewide word. Terminology. So yes, Good. I just did that this morning. Um, it's mostly for colleges, apparently, but uh, you know, and also they call them guidance counselors, other places, whatever. Right. So if you have a problem with the teacher and you've already tried to work it out, you go to your guidance counselor and you know what they're gonna say? Howie is an amazing teacher. We never get complaints like this. Let me talk to Howie and see. You know, maybe we can all sit down together and have the correct conference, right, with your your academic advisor and the student and the parent and the teacher. Well, and I'm going to never need to go to your administrator.
1: I'm just going to interject again because often when the chain of command is 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 jumped, yeah, that. A parent will go to the academic advisor and say I don't want you mentioning this to the teacher what the fuck right well then if you don't want it no. then what was that, your purpose in, in reaching out to the academic right. advisor how are we gonna fix this if yes. it's not
0: brought up to the teacher well like, because they'll retaliate yeah you're just there to complain and you think that there's a lot of complaints being built up but really you're the only one complaining um, if they're if you're a GFT we're gonna take this
1: and and, and I got to jump on that real okay. quick you know when a parent jumps the chain of command and then says, there are lots of people in the community that really, really? can we just, just eliminate that potential comment in the it's, future? It's
0: just like something they put out there just to see if the, it's the see if the shit sticks, yeah. right? But um, one of our former administrators, uh, a very good pie gal player, I might say. If you're a GFT, a good fucking teacher is what she called us. Um, you don't give complaints like this. We they know they know when a complaint comes in about a teacher, and we're gonna we have a whole episode building up about bad teachers because we all have them at every high school, every elementary school. They all have them. If a complaint comes in about a GFT, then they're gonna say to you, "Really?" Like, explain everything, and we're gonna have a conference, and then we're gonna realize that you're really only again full circle here taking your students. Perspective like you just completely believe your te- your student and not your teacher and you haven't even reached out to the teacher yet so Anyway, parents need to communicate better. They do uh, apparently at least two times a semester to Howie's uh, class um, So his 400 emails he'll he'll respond immediately uh, Even during breaks as he has now. I've only had one parent email during the break and it was to wish me happy holidays because um, Boyd boyd apparently is a very Jewy name. So um like my wife with our last name um just since it's the holidays quick story first uh she's in elementary school um first school she sa- uh, taught at one of the teachers came in with all these glasses that were all green and red and said you know merry christmas and all stuff and she went to my wife marie and said Um, Here you go. We got some for our Jewish friends, too. (laughs) And they were glasses with silver and blue and little presents on them and uh, like three little candles. And I was like, oh, my. What? Didn't ask if she was Jewish. Just assumed. I guess with her full name, it's very obvious. But whatever. Anyway, um, second day of Hanukkah, parents need to communicate better. Indeed. L'chaim. L'chaim. All of our episodes can be seen on YouTube, just search for Howie and Boyd, and heard on iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and hopefully soon on iHeartRadio. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. Assumptions made in the dialogue, banter, conversation, are not reflective of the position of any other entity than the hosts and or their guest. Our work is original similarities to previously published material is coincidental. All the content has not been inspired by nor is based on any other podcast, blog, magazine, article, nor any book. And therefore we regret the resemblance with any of the aforementioned and would like to assure you that it was unintentional. Moreover, we do not intend to be offensive towards anyone who listens to this podcast. If anything said can be perceived as hurtful to any community or person, we extend our sincere apologies, but that was not the purpose in broadcasting said podcast language and or topics discussed in this podcast may not be so- suitable for children, so please preview in advance of the family road trip.